0: This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike
1: Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. We are talking all things Bengals. And you tweeted this out earlier, and I said, You know what? I want to talk about this. This is exactly what you said even though the Bengals are a spread team who throws the ball 36 times a game, they're still running it 18 times a game. They've been able to run the ball for short yardage, four minute drill and take advantage of weaknesses of opposing defenses, a balanced offense in 2023. I feel like is important. Talk about more of what you want to see from this team and and what they have to do better at.
0: Okay. um, So the run game was kind of fine. I think, I think it had issues, but like, when you look at all the advanced stats from week five on, when the schematic change happened and they ran everything from shotgun, they changed from zone to gap power trap stuff. uh, They were top three running offense by EPA per play. And they had a top three success rate because they were pretty much the best at just getting five yard gains, which is successful. That's great. And scoring some touchdowns off of that, Uh, picking up first downs, they didn't have the explosive plays but what I, what i'm saying here is that even though the bengal's they're throwing the heck out of the ball right like they they are one of the most pass heavy teams in the league and that's why when i'm looking at tackles i'm kind of looking at their pass protection a little bit more than i am their run blocking i still think that the run game has value even for the most pass happy teams in the nfl you look at some of the games the bengal's had this year i think of well the chiefs games one of them in the regular season obviously the bills game where they ran the ball really well, but there were multiple times this season where the Bengals got the ball with like six minutes left in the entire game. They're up one score and they just never gave it back. And they just, they ran the ball really effectively had some short passes and, That's four minute drill. It means you're taking your time. You want to use up as much of the clock as you can, or sometimes they didn't even, they weren't even up a score. They were tied and they were just able to win the game that way by just four minute drill, run the ball, be very effective, efficient offense. Run game is very important for that. And. It also adds up for, yeah, when you're talking about short yardage stuff, which they were a little bit weird with short yardage. It felt like every second and one was like such a cool take a shot and they would quarterback sneak, which is such a conservative option there. But the run game was effective. Like once you just run the ball in that situation, Um, which I actually don't know how effective they were in short yardage. I think that'd be interesting to look back on because some of the goal line stuff stunk. (laughs) <laughs> I think of the Miami game, which was before the schematic changed, but I remember the Miami game. I felt like they ran Joe Mixon into the wall, like every third and one and every goal line situation. And it did not work very often, but yeah, they, the run game's effective. It, it's important no matter how much of a pass happy team the Bengals are, because there's always going to be situations where it's necessary. And even though running backs seem devalued and they who cares? I think the thing that sparked this for me was seeing people basically say, like, well, let just, just go with Samaj P. Ryan at running back and nobody else type thing. It's like, well, hold on, <laughs> because that might be okay, but why wouldn't you want a better run game? Also, take hits off Joe Burrow. It makes life easier on the offensive line. There's, just, there's a lot of reasons that the run game is still important, even though they only run it 18 or so times a game and they throw in the ball 36 times, it's, you know, they're throwing the ball twice as much. So I get it. Was that 66, 33 split. It's still important because of the situations and just to keep yourself ahead of the chains. You, Everybody seems to hate when you get into second, and 11, second and 10, even, and then into third and seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, you know, third and longs. Those kind of suck as offensive linemen because the defense knows what's coming. You can't really fool them. They, they know this is a pass. So the run game still has importance. That's my whole point here. Even though the more valued and nobody, I, I feel like running backs making more than a million dollars are seen as domestic terrorists. Uh, I think that the run game is still important. And I think that there's value in the Bengals running back room because you look at, they had 444 touches or opportunities, not touches. I'm doing targets, not catches. 444 opportunities in all the running backs combined. That's so much. That's There are only 603 passing attempts. So when you're looking at how often they throw the ball to the running back, along with the reason that you have to be able to run the ball a little bit, I can see why a running back has some value for Cincinnati, but I don't think very many other people care.
1: <laughs> well. Not to go, like, to, like, live in the past of the AFC championship game, but there were times, and, I mean, look, I love that Cincinnati's offense wanted to be aggressive and it felt like they couldn't run the ball, but how amazing – It would have been in that situation when you throw it to Jamar Chase, you throw it to Higgins, it ends up being a um, deflection for an interception, and all you needed was a few yards to get that first down. And you think of the end of that game, what what I thought was going to be the end end of the game when Joe Burrell was going down the field. He hit Hayden Hurst for a third and 17, and I thought they were going to be able to control the clock, at least set up for a field goal, or maybe they go down and score a touchdown and um, Kansas City wasn't going to get another shot. When you have a run game, that's going to help you in that situation. I do like how they can take advantage of the clock, but you need that. Like you mentioned, it's going to protect Joe Burrow. Um, look, we know what Joe Burrow can do, and these wide receivers can do. And and you do throw to some of your wide receivers. We see that with this offense. Majay P Ryan has been a weapon. Joe Mixon can be a weapon in that way. But at the same time, it's a little frustrating in a lot of situations when it it would have won them the football game this year um, if they were able to do that. And then the Bills game, I felt like of course the snow was nice, nice little addition uh, for the run game. What they were able to do, but at the same time, it's just it's a little frustrating because. I feel like this offense has, we, we haven't seen this offense's full potential yet. I feel that way. Maybe that's a hot take, but I feel like it can, can be even better.
0: Yeah. We haven't seen with a good offensive line. And um, I thought the run game was pretty good, but the thing it's missing is that there were like no explosive plays. And to me, there's multiple reasons for that. I think the tight ends and the offensive line really um, didn't, wasn't the best like I thought they were okay at the first level but then when it came to like blocking linebackers and giving these backs a free run at safeties didn't happen very often sometimes plays got completely blown up over this type of stuff but also the running backs didn't really make it happen either so I think it's twofold there whether you get better blocking for your tight ends and your offensive line at the second level or you get a running back in there who runs faster than I don't think Mixon or P Ryan are extremely fast. (laughs) I think neither one is going to go for 40 yards that often. Um, And I think Mixon, he only had like three games with a gain over 20 yards and he's the more explosive of the two. So I think that's just something that's really missing. And there's just roles that go with the running back. And when you don't have a Saquon Barkley type in there that can basically do everything well, he doesn't really pass protect, they just kind of work around that. But you know, we don't have a guy that does everything. Now you start getting guys in different roles. The Chiefs—they've got Pacheco. That's he can get explosive plays. He can run the ball well. He doesn't do any of the receiving stuff. That's all McKinnon, and mm-hmm. they bring McKinnon in for all the receiving work, and he still gets some open field type opportunities. And the, the Eagles, exact same way. You know, Miles Sanders is going to run the ball, and then they've got Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott that are going to do some of the other stuff. The Bengals. They've got guys, but they're a little samey, you know, if P Ryan and mixon they're a little different. But they're a little samey too. Like P Ryan can pass, protect, Mixon can't. Mixing is a little bit more explosive and probably a better runner um, than P Ryan. Neither one's explosive though. I think that's just something that they need to add. And that doesn't have to be in the first round, but when you're looking at running backs and what they might add, especially if they keep both those guys, you might be looking at a guy that can just break something open. And I know Chris Evans on paper, I think fits this mold but he hasn't done anything on the field. So it's really hard to say that. that yeah. Chris Evans will be able to do that for you. Um, he didn't have, he had an okay preseason. I. A lot of people point to the big plays that are called back for holding, but I think he also caused some of the holdings because he would like bounce the ball when that wasn't the right read. And then the tackles kind of like what you're over here. And then they end up getting a holding call because they're holding on grabbing type thing. So uh, a lot to say, but uh, just basically to say, I think the running back position as a whole is still important to this Bengals team. Mm-hmm. Imagine a guy that you could dump the ball down to and they gain 50 yards once or twice or three, four times in a season, like not on screens, just like you dumped it down and you just, he just makes guys miss and just keeps going. Like that's just something that's not in this Bengals offense. And when teams are selling out to stop the deep ball, this is one way that you can create those opportunities and still get your explosive plays.
1: Yeah, I think there's some, you know, there's some additions in the running back room that I think we're going to find out more about in the next couple months. And I kind of want to get to this article, we'll get to it pretty quickly. Paul Daner Jr. had an article about pretty much, look, they're no longer in the building of a roster stage. And that's good news when you have the talent from free agency to the NFL draft and being bad in those previous years helps you get your franchise quarterback pretty much. But they're in, in a unique situation. They haven't been in, in, you know, in a couple of years. You have to keep what you have, but how do you keep it all or most of it around you? Or is this one of those seasons where you have to go all in? If they don't go to the Super Bowl, you know, would you think that this is a a bust of a season in
0: 2023? Um, I mean, if they're fully healthy, maybe. But I, I think if you can win a few playoff games, you get to where they were this year. I can't consider that really a bust of a season. Personally, it, it would kind of stink, though, because you are kind of reaching the end of that wide open window and then you just get the open window because, you know, you still have the elite quarterback and the wide receivers. But right now, it's an, it's, it's such an open window because you have one of the best rosters to go with your elite quarterback and these wide receivers and everything. So I wouldn't consider it a bust if they don't make the Super Bowl, but I feel like that should be the expectation Falling short of expectations isn't really a bust season to me. A bust season would be like losing in the first round of the playoffs,
1: like almost happened in Cincinnati this year, which is crazy. Well yes. it's <laughs> crazy. I, I truly think this. Look, all credit to the Chiefs because they they won the Super Bowl. Um, they can talk all they all they want because they won. But at the end of the day, man, Cincinnati had the hardest road to get there. If you think about it, everything eh, that They has
0: should have beat Mitch and Trubisky and Cooper Rush. They
1: should, have, they should have. But I'm talking more in the playoffs had the hardest road. They would have had the hardest road. I mean, you, you go play a division rival back-to-back weeks um, and you win that one in crazy fashion at home. You move on to Buffalo. You just dominate that game on the road in a snowstorm. And then you go to Kansas city and play one of your worst games of the season. And um it just felt like their, their run in the posing. I felt like they had the more difficult ride. They did. Like-
0: they, they definitely did. My thought is just,
1: doesn't matter because you didn't beat Mitch Trubisky yeah you
0: beat Mitch Trubisky and you're in that situation like you're, you're right? in that spot where you could have it's it probably a been neutral field um because of the whole Buffalo thing but just throw that out there and say what everybody thinks happened anyway and the Bengals won I mean I guess if you look at the divisional round they probably <laughs> they probably had a good shot uh but yeah let's say they beat Buffalo in that game that's just unfortunate with that the whole thing but they still wouldn't have been the one seed. They still would have had to do not the same exact road, but a similar road. Yeah. Um, not the Ravens. I think you would have gotten away with a easier wild card game, but they still got to play Buffalo. And maybe you're at home this time. So this is easier, but you still got to go to Kansas city. If you, you beat Kansas city in the regular season. So if you just beat Mitch Trubisky in round one, <laughs> week one, and then could beat Cooper rush week two, and then you you've got this awesome three lost team that ties Kansas City's record but you beat them now you're hosting the AFC championship game okay,
1: it really so, <laughs> all I'm
0: saying is start heart start hot next year don't yeah. do this to me <laughs> don't blow games you shouldn't blow because these are the games that Kansas City never loses they get close Yeah, I can remember the Texans game going to overtime, but they don't lose these games. They lose to good teams like the Bengals and the Bills. They don't really lose to the Texans or ever in their division, it seems like.
1: That uh, Kansas City Texans game and Broncos game towards the end of the season. They were close,
0: but they pulled them out.
1: But they pulled it out. That's all that matters. Nobody cares um, the style points at the end. But at the same time, you know, you bring up a great point. It's so crazy because I feel like, 2023, 2022 was was one of my favorite seasons. I know the year before they went to the Super Bowl and that's great. Well, when it comes to talent, they lost four games, and it was such an emotional roller coaster of a year because you start the team started out 0 and two, and then they found a way to go on that 10 game win streak or you know that that one. I feel like they had the one bad loss, and that's outside of Mitch Trubisky because I feel like the bad loss was to Cleveland. They
0: still should have beaten Mitch Trubisky. The whole long snapper injury Mm -hmm. messed with them yeah i i mean like the real issue is the browns just spanked them on halloween like that that one kind of stinks but that's why i'm not throwing it out there as like yeah, yeah just beat the browns because they got dominated
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it's not like a just beat because mr Trubisky it's like just make the extra point anyway just make them we'll turn the more, ball
1: over four times we'll
0: turn the ball over four times in the first half or whatever it was i
1: can't believe that all happened that game felt like it was Two days long with all the emotional stuff that happened in the first half. This there was so
0: like, much excitement too. It was like, oh yeah, these Bengals were to the Super Bowl. They're better than ever. And then the game happens and it's like, ah, this is my worst nightmare.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree, but but I'll actually get to this point really quickly because we do need to wrap up. But the whole point of you know the conversation is if you're Cincinnati, it's I don't think it's like a Los Angeles Rams situation from two years ago, but it's more of a Yes, it is important to go all in and sign the key guys that you can bring back. You can't bring them all back. Jermaine Pratt, Jesse Bates, uh, look, maybe one or two of them can can come back, but more than likely they're going to be without those two defensive players on that end. Um, you have to draft well. I think it's more about drafting well. It's not going to be crazy in free agency, but do you think that this team could still – we have already talked about maybe that big splash on the defensive side, but is it more of a go all in this season? Or is it just like, okay, look, this is your picture.
0: If it was me, I'd push the chips in. I'd go all in. And I guess if it was me, it would be a little bit of disappointment to not go to the Super Bowl because I would be trying to sign Javon Hargrave, probably Melvin Ingram, and just bringing in all this talent and just being like, we have one of the best rosters. Let's just make sure we have the best roster type situation. Uh, Maybe I'd look at bringing in an offensive lineman too uh, through free agency and not just – the cheapest option that might be able to play a little bit you know just I would probably push the chips in and make this a, make a big push and it would stink for the years to come probably the 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 make the big push for the next two three years and then you probably have to rebuild a little bit and you're still going to compete so that puts you in that weird place where your quarterback and the offense is still going to make you competitive but you're still gonna need to rebuild a tiny bit and hopefully that looks a little bit more like when the patriots would do it than it would when the saints had to do it or they went seven and nine every year um but yeah i i would push the chips in and i would try to make a push because to me i think some people might have bigger aspirations to me win one super bowl make, make agree, win the one super bowl like i don't I don't think you need to be able to slightly compete and have a shot at the next 10 Super Bowls if you could just win one of the next two. I think that is the ultimate goal. And if you put yourself in a better position to win one of those next two Super Bowls, where I think this window is the most open, let's just grab a crowbar and let's crank it open even more with the <laughs> with the signings, you know, like like a Javon Hargrave or something like that. That's my move though. And I don't think the Bengals agree. I think the Bengals are going to do the opposite they're going to try to be competitive for the next 10 years and that's fine that that makes a lot of sense i would just rather be the saints where they won that super bowl and they they didn't do much for the next like five years after they're going seven and a lot and seven and nine a whole lot and they had a bad defense and they had all these other issues but they won that super bowl then i would want to be trying trying to look like i'm trying to think of like A good compromise, I guess. Like those mid two thousands Eagles that always went to the championship game. They made one Super Bowl but lost it. I'd rather be the Saints and just make it and win one, win the Super Bowl, than I would the Eagles and uh, around that same time period, although it was a little bit different time period.
1: I think so I, I partially agree with you. I think winning that one is gonna be huge. And it and it is PTSD from watching the Super Bowl this past year to know that Cincinnati was in a very similar situation last year um versus the Los Angeles Rams to win that Super Bowl. And they had the opportunities, they just couldn't pull it off. So I agree. I think when you get that one Lombardi, because they they have they don't no championships in Cincinnati. No championships. Zero rings, we hear it uh, all the time with Cincinnati Bengals. But getting that one Super Bowl, I just feel like – and Joe's Joe's just a different breed. I mean, he's just a different dude out there, and that's why I'm glad he's the franchise quarterback. But I feel like that's when – You know, you can still build this. You still have the talent. You still have really talented pieces in your offense. If you bring Tia against Jamar Chase, it doesn't have to be the whole roster, but just those key guys you're building around. And I think that's extremely important. But that one Super Bowl will change everything. I do. I truly believe that for the future. And not to say that they're going to settle at one because they're going to want more than that. But just get one. Just get one right now. And uh, and then the future should remain bright in Cincinnati. But, you know, we have a lot of offseason to talk about. Plenty of draft tape that's going to be over on your Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands. All Bengals. You're going to have some prospect breakdowns.
0: Uh, Man, I'm kind of like working my brain of how I want to do this. Because I watched like every running back. And now I'm like, do I write individual reports? Or should I just make like a big running back article type thing? And then I'm also like, I didn't watch exactly every running back I wanted to because I couldn't find some film on some guys um so i think i'll i think i'll just do a couple individual reports coming soon although it gets broken up so quickly by free agency because then you're going over everybody the bengal sign which who knows they might sign a lot of guys they might sign nobody um i'm hoping it's oh, i I'm, I'm hoping it's a fun free agency and they've done a really good job in free agency so all bengals i think there will be a prospect article in the near future
1: hopefully Go check it out. I know the running back is very hot in the Cincinnati Bengals world. So fans are gonna wanna check that out. Make sure you're following, make sure you're following the podcast page, Game Day underscore Sensi. You can follow Bengals underscore sand. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.